Hey everyone, it's Heather and Eden here back with New Age Know How. And today we're going to be jumping into your natal moon placements. Um, specifically what energies each moon in the sign stands for, what it represents, as well as the house placements. So um, let's just hop into the moon itself, what the moon needs for your chart. Um, so the moon basically is your emotional needs. Um, it's your instinctive needs. It's also nurturing of yourself. And it's literally taking care of the soul within the body. Yeah. Um, yeah. And much. it's representative <laughs> of basically your moon tells you about how you were nurtured as a child. Yes. And then it gives you the information of basically how you will nurture yourself later because that's typically how we learn how to take care of ourselves is mm -hmm. how we were nurtured as kids. And how you are able to nurture others too. I mean, your ability and how you approach nurturing when it comes to relationships and people and connections as exactly. well. Exactly, which is like part of kind of what they would talk about if you guys had heard about the um, different love languages yes. with people. Yes. So like, you know, maybe you have a tendency of giving gifts or you have a tendency of, you know, Being saying physically nice affectionate. Or, exactly. Yeah, or affirmation. There's all kinds of yeah. ways that we show love to other people and how we show love to ourselves and that's kind of what the moon represents for us it yes. is fully about nurturing ourselves and others too yes so um so a moon in aries yeah we'll just go right into the, the signs yes. i think it'd be great yeah okay so a moon in aries would be someone that is particularly assertive um definitely independent i would say someone that has the tendency to be a little bit more childlike but in a physical sense a physical play type of way Mm -hmm. Very much, um, you know, needing to get the energy out. And when it comes to their emotions, I, they could almost find fulfillment when it comes to physically expressing their energy, I would say. Absolutely, You yeah. know, to kind of find the balance within. And very emotionally direct people. This isn't necessarily <laughs> very much. somebody that's going to be, you know, like mean about stuff or they're not necessarily going to be passive about stuff, but they'll be very assertive. They they will tell you what they feel. Mm -hmm. Very straightforward. Yes. And probably will not have a tendency to sugarcoat sugar coat yeah. anything. Yeah. They're, they're not going to, like I said, they're not going to yeah. be like straightforward in a mean way. They're not saying it to be mean. They're just like, this is how I feel. This is what's going on inside of me. They're yes. not going to have any kind of like shyness when it comes to that kind of stuff. They are very um, cardinal fire. So oh, yeah. Very much uh, let me make this happen type of energy too. So maybe if they get emotionally stirred up, they tend to have a tendency to like express it externally, mm -hmm. I would say. So you have the moon in Taurus. Uh, these tend to be people that are pretty stable and trustworthy, um, very security-driven emotionally, and they can be a bit restrained. I would definitely say that a moon in Taurus has a tendency to kind of bury the emotions beneath the surface, not so much in a detached way, but yeah, in a very restrained way. Like they have their composure. Yeah, They're able to keep because their cool. Taurus is a, I mean, you think about how, how a bull acts, how a bull yes. moves. I mean, they <laughs> move slowly. They, they're, they're very deep. It's a, it's a very emotionally yes. deep sign, even though it might not seem like it, but they're not necessarily very emotionally changeable. Yeah, they're very fixed earth, very much rooted and grounded in themselves. And I would say there, with a moon placement, it would be someone that, yeah, is emotionally stable. They have the ability to mm -hmm. really ground themselves when they are feeling any kind of overwhelm. It honestly would probably be rare to see this person emotionally blow up, I would say. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to see that with a Taurus. No, they might um, actually they be, be a little backed more into passive. a corner, yes. And somebody that kind of like, they might be somebody that loves creature comforts a little bit more exactly. than other people. Because yeah. it's about how you, you or like know, nice nurture yourself. So, and things yes. like that too. Very, yes. This type of person you're going to like, you know, if you're in the bedroom with the kind of person, we might like candles. We like soft yes. sheets. We like we like good smells. Yes. So there's, the, yeah, that's Moon and Taurus. Okay, so Moon and Gemini, um, they're very communicative. 
analytical, very intellectual. So this could be someone that emotionally maybe likes the the mental mind game or the mental stimulations with people. Oh, they you might know, be like the more of a bantering type yeah, person. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, especially from an emotionally based place. So, you know, yeah, they could be someone that maybe needs that in a relationship too, where they can go the, the banter, the back and forth. Maybe that's something that makes them feel a little bit more, I would say, uh, emotionally stirred. This is someone that maybe cannot sit in silence with another. They like to go back and forth and spar. And they like someone that, I guess, intellectually kind of stimulates them. Oh, yeah. So this might be somebody that's more a little bit... Can we always talk about Gemini as, like, a comedian type? But this is somebody that is going to emotionally feel these things. So when they're speaking, yes. they're going to actually, like, feel the moment where the comedy yeah. needs to be placed. They're going to be very... They're, they're, they're most, great with timing. They're comedic timing. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was yes. going to say. Their comedic timing is going to be very, very, like... I don't want to say on point, but it's very yes. on point. Okay, um, and then we have the moon in Cancer. This is going to be someone that, with the moon being the actual ruler of Cancer, especially, um, nurturing, deep, sensitive, and can have a tendency to be a bit moody. And I think it's more so because they uh, feel the ebbs and flows of the energy because mm -hmm. they're cardinal water. So it's like they not only feel it, but they have to address it. And the moon's really comfortable, it too. It is, It's yes. super comfortable very, on the side. Very much. When we say <laughs> nurturing, we don't mean just in a motherly way. But nurturing when it comes to, yeah, you know, pouring into the people and the places and the things that matter to you. Yeah. It could be a little bit um, hypersensitive and not necessarily yeah. like all over the place. Because cancer being a cardinal sign is, when we say moody, we don't mean somebody that's like... Irritable all the no, time. No, 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 no. It's just somebody that kind of like ebbs and flows yes, quickly. So that the moods much. might change and it might not be necessarily in a very, very deep, intense way. Like more baby, a Scorpio moon would express itself. We think about like a oh, depth yeah. intensity. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Very intense, yeah. But like, yeah, cancer moons are going to be a, a little bit more changeable. Just kind of, you know, moving from here to there, they're going to be kind of comfortable with that type of um They may be a little bit more of energy. I would say speaking up when it comes to their emotions too, mm -hmm. because um, with it being cardinal water, it was yeah very direct emotionally. Oh yeah, um, you that's know why I mean? like with with Aries being the cardinal sign, so we might think of it like this is how I'm feeling. It's yeah. very straightforward. <laughs> and Cancer might say it. Well, I I feel yes, this. I very feel that. I it's feel gonna be, it's energy, gonna be yes. addressed in kind of a similar. Um, assertive way, but not necessarily with the more same of a nurturing intensity. way. Yeah, it's gonna be a little say. softer, they a little might, bit more mindful. They might give you a little bit more of a sugar coat yes. there. They don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> so we have the Moon and Leo. Um, they're very cheerful, warm. Uh, tend to be a little dramatic, and they can be a bit domineering or prideful. Um, I would definitely say a Moon and Leo is someone that emotionally is going to shine. Um, that's pretty much the only way I could really explain it I'm in the short like an term. actor personality. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're able to convey their emotions in such a way that really draws people in. Because mm -hmm. you got to think, Leo, it, the ruler is the sun. So they are that ball of light. So when they, you have your moon there, it's like emotionally you're able to draw that light in and really like shine it for other people. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty cheerful. Could be someone that makes other people just feel good being in their presence. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. You have somebody that's, but they're very like self-confident people. They might kind of, you might see somebody being a little strutty. A little affectionate yep. too, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it's very, you think of like what a lion embodies. Yeah. I mean, you notice them when they walk yes. by, but not in a way that's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than other people. That's what I was about to say. It's, it's not cocky. Kind of, it's confident. No, it like is a confident. quiet confidence and it's almost. Kind of, it is kind of a playful confidence yes, too. Yes, they it's, are because they're like, always playful. They'll tell yes. you, they're like, I love the attention. I love it yes. so much. It makes me so happy. So we have the moon in Virgo. Um, they tend to be pretty practical, uh, very humble people, helpful, um, can be a little bit critical. I would say a moon in Virgo, especially with that aspect of things, could be someone that really 
if they get in their emotions or in their moods, they can kind of pick themselves apart a little bit. You know, they're, they're very aware of, yes, other people's faults, but could also be hyper aware of their own. Raising a Virgo child, especially, he is very hyper critical and aware of his, <laughs> his own faults, you know, or what he considers faults, which is funny because a lot of the people probably don't see that, but it, it's, it's the Virgo thing. But I think that's where the service attitude comes in with the moon being there. That's a way they can find healing is to really give to others. Um, I would say a moon in Virgo is someone that emotionally is very much service oriented. You know, that this is the, like we talked about acts of love. This they is are. someone that will, you know, pick up or will, you know, pick up your favorite food on the way home or, you know, pick up the house. Oh, because or, they're very thoughtful. Yes, that's what it is. It comes down to, yeah, that, that their thoughtfulness. And it comes from a very humble place. It's not from a place of, look at what I'm doing for you. It's just literally, I'm doing this because I care. And if they don't have um, emotional organization, you could find somebody being a little bit more anxious. They get oh, a little stressed yes. out with the detail. they love to stuff. analyze their feelings. Yes. So <laughs> very much so. And analyze just things in general. So it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. so this is somebody that they, to feel emotionally... Um, Stirred in any way. Yeah, but, it, but to feel emotionally confident, to oh, feel yeah. emotionally centered, they feel like they have to have everything around them kind of organized. It actually literally affects how they feel. Yeah, they like so to they compartmentalize be, it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe kind of like, I'm going to see somebody being like almost kind of a clean freak. Where yes. they, they have to have everything organized around them. That's what they yes. have to have yes. their life kind of figured out or it, stuff becomes, it becomes really stressful and overwhelming mm-hmm. and they can't deal with it. Okay, so we have the moon in Libra. Uh, they're very adaptable, balanced, artistic, definitely. Yes. Um, can have a tendency to be somewhat people-pleasing. So with a moon in Libra, I can definitely attest to that. Um, I'm incredibly artistic, but that's that's how I express my moon. I would say I'm, I'm pretty well balanced. Um, but more so with the people-pleasing, that's something that I personally have had to learn to overcome. Um, Libras have a tendency to want to always be the peacemaker. And it's... And it's not so much in a, I guess you would say, an Aryan way. It's more of a detached way. So if we get emotionally stirred, we don't go direct. We go more inward and kind of cool off and pull back, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, but the beauty of a Libra moon also is that's someone that's going to notice the beauty in things. I mean, they're, they're literally going to notice the beauty around them physically and in other people. Whether it's emotionally or whether it's, you know, people's souls. They have a tendency to see the light in people. And I could see a Libra moon um, also being very well. As, as far as like with the with the balancing and the peacemaking, it's it's done in a way that is. I don't even know how to how to put that into words. How to put that into it's not sense of it. a particularly emotionally driven. It's more. No, of a, I think it's, it's also it's a, with like the people pleasing and they needing to make peace. You think about somebody that might be like more passive and more like you know they'll step back. But no, it's intentional. Yeah, yeah, it's a cardinal. But it's because they care so that's what much it is. about yeah. how other people are experiencing things and what they're going yeah. through. So it's not necessarily like somebody that feels like they need to be stepped all over because you can think of somebody that's like people pleasing that they feel like they put their oh yeah no they're, second. they're not a doormat by any means. No. but yeah, it, it's it's. Almost like doing it for the good of all in their mind, especially from an emotional place. It's exactly. like I'm trying to benefit everyone in this situation, not just myself. Definitely, definitely. All right. So Moon and Scorpio, uh, someone that's passionate, deep, wise, and can be a little bit destructive with that Pluto rolling your sign. And it's in a way, I think that's more so transformation based. Mm-hmm. Um, but this can be someone that when they get in their emotions, it is like 
uh, very I passionate. I, yeah, I don't want to say earth shattering, but like you know, groundbreaking. It's like their 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 passions are so intense and deep that there's no way to really. I guess encompass all they feel. They're never going to fully show you because it always runs deeper than what they're expressing. But they're going to express a lot. Yeah, too. They can be a little bit more secretive about how they're feeling, mm-hmm. and they might have a tendency of of being um, kind of with the emotional depth. There, it's it's very passionate. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. But like Heather was saying, the the undercurrents of everything might be running in a way that they're able to contain their energy mm-hmm. and not let you know how they're feeling. Yeah, uh, Moon and Scorpio would be someone definitely that could benefit from helping others. They very um, much kind can, of working yeah. through their emotions because they're really aware of how deep and intense things can get in this life. So working in you know maybe particular careers and places like that where they're able to help people would be a big benefit to you. So the moon in Sagittarius, they're forthright, enthusiastic, um, very optimistic, and can get a little bit restless. Definitely, I feel like this is a moon in Sagittarius is someone that emotionally you know may get excited and, and they tend to enjoy travel or doing new things or going on adventures. It really satisfies and nourishes their soul. Oh, yeah. For them to feel, like, emotionally satisfied, they need some sort of adventure in yes. their life. yeah. Even if it's just short jaunts out during the day. I was they about need, to, they say. need to have change. They need to have new things all the time. Yes. These are some people that can really bring the humor on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the moon and Capricorn. They're very virtuous. Um, can be a bit serious, a little bit reserved, and somewhat conservative when it comes to their emotions. Um, I mean, we know Moon and Capricorn, Miss Eden over here has natally that Moon and Capricorn. I do. And it, it is, I would say that while she's not, I guess you would say traditionally conservative, when it comes to emotions, for sure. You can be very conservative. As, I am. As in, and about know, like values and like my values are very yeah. important to me. And like, yes. and also I, I guess with my Moon and Capricorn, I definitely am very socially aware. Mm-hmm. Almost yes. overly socially aware yeah. to my detriment, it, it, and which is funny because it's literally in and that's literally a, a um, yeah yeah that's literally a, yeah moon and Capricorn placement for mm-hmm. sure would be someone that is hyper aware of that. and it's like even though I have a big heart and I I love people and stuff like that it's like sometimes I get overly focused on what I need to get done yeah and and you can find somebody like th- somebody like this can be definitely a workaholic too now I have. They my, pour their emotions if they get start, yeah, oh, into yeah. their work, oh, for yeah. sure. I have yeah. my son in cancer, so I kind of, even though it causes that opposition, it, it kind of has created a balance, so mm-hmm. I don't get, fully embody that, that Capricorn <laughs> energy. It's softened and me then a lot. You, but then you don't get sucked in by maybe a cancer where it would be sometimes, you know, so much emotion that you, oh, know, yeah. you almost want to just sit and not so do like things. Blinded by it. it yeah, over, with the Capricorn there, you know, and it's, it's cardinal earth, so this is the earth that's, this is someone that's going to take it and physically make something happen mm-hmm. and it's you know they're able to intertwine and get that emotional energy from it it's like a personally satisfying when you you know if moon and capricorn you get something done and you're like oh i did that i like, definitely yeah, noticed you though that. that i have a tendency of um maybe not being as emotionally aware as i thought mm-hmm. i was i things come up sometimes and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even realize i was feeling that yeah. that intensely because capricorns have a tendency of kind of like putting off their emotions and pretending that they don't really exist. It's, yeah. it's easier to be that way. And um, that's definitely something that for me as somebody with a Capricorn moon, I've had to be really um, aware yeah, and, and learning yeah. to find ways to release that energy yeah. because it'll really get stagnant and stuck. So, so moon, moon Aquarius. Aquarius. Um, we have someone that's a bit unconventional, uh, definitely the rebel, authentic, and can be somewhat detached emotionally. I would say that's just because Aquarius more so tends to um, 
analyze, but not never go away. I would say it's more of a looking at the emotions as a matter of fact. You know, not necessarily, I would say, feeling intensely the emotion. They like to, if they get, you know, emotionally triggered, they tend to kind of step back and automatically look at it for what it is. You know, this is an emotion of I'm feeling this right now Mm -hmm. versus feeling it right now. Where Aquarius too is very much, it's it's a building sign, but not necessarily building in a way that you would think it's like practical. No, it's inventive. It's inventor. It is. It's the inventive. They take the pieces that other people might consider trash they take the, mm-hmm. the pieces that other people might consider like not even usable anymore and they'll create something that is just incredible yes. and they can do that especially with the moon they can do that in a physical way or emotional way and they're actually able to come up with just it's a very inventive new idea type yeah thing. this could also be i mean new concepts when it comes to nurturing and relationships with an aquarius energy it's breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. Maybe breaking the mold as far as what, you know, motherhood means or what, you know, nurturing others means. Um, it could be, you know, someone that maybe doesn't go into traditional relationships. Someone that likes to break tradition when it comes to those kind of things too because emotionally they they might, you know, like things a little bit unorthodox. And, mm-hmm. you know, and with, a, with the moon and Aquarius too, I think the only other thing is that they may seem – very unemotional. These types of people mm-hmm. might seem like they have almost no emotions at all. But, but they do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, they're so focused on kind of, like you said, the like kind of unorthodox things that are going yeah. around them. They're, they're kind of in this like different type of, of energy that sometimes almost people can't like really an alien dive out. energy where yeah. they're like trying to see and understand the things. Mm-hmm. Where just, their brain's just going a thousand miles an hour yeah. trying to figure out what's going on with this and yeah. what's going on with that and they're trying to figure out new ideas that it almost seems like, yeah, their emotions are totally void but that's actually very much the opposite. Yeah. They're very actually very emotionally deep people. And so we have Moon and Pisces. Uh, they tend to be compassionate, imaginative, um, loving and can have a tendency to lack boundaries when it comes to how much they're giving in relationships. Um yeah, I would say Moon and Pisces is someone that is creatively expressive, for sure. Um, it can be someone that, the reason they give so much of themselves is because they are so sensitive and aware of other people's needs that they might not even be aware of. Yeah. Um, that they tend to give so much because this is like someone that sees the good in people. So with it being Moon, they're emotionally driven to help and take care of those because they see the best in them. Moon and Pisces is the type of person that might walk into a social environment and all of a sudden they'll feel a big shift in the way that they feel yes, it's and they might not notice that it has nothing to do with them. Yeah, they're big empaths. Yeah. Yeah. That they're just sponging all this energy and all of a sudden they're like, man, you know, I'm so angry. I'm so frustrated and they're acting this type of thing out and it's not them at all. It's yeah. the other they're literally around feeling them. They're, it. they're yeah. reading the energy off the room by accident. Yes. It's just their natural way of being. They're really, it's a natural gift they it's, have. It's a dreaming type. It's a creative type. It's, it's somebody that is it embodies the artist. Yes. Very much. Very much so. Okay. So then we gotta, we're going to go um, to the houses and kind of give you guys in some examples of how the signs might express themselves in each house. Yes. Um, we're not going to go too in-depth because it's going to end up being very, very long and we don't want to like go overboard with all the talking and, and confusing yes. people. But to give you guys kind of kind of a quick 
little recap, kind of, a, yeah. and, and we'll be posting this chart on our Instagram at New Age Know How and on the Facebook page as well, which is also at New Age Know How. Yeah, so you guys, if you if you're having a hard time, you know, trying to figure out and catch everything that we're saying, you're gonna have something that's like visual that you can actually see and piece in. Yes, it's yes. gonna be easier to use that way for some people. So um, we'll go through the first house. So what what are we gonna do for the first house? You wanna do maybe uh, Leo? Let's, yes, let's do Leo. Okay. Okay. So Leo would be, um, my instinctual emotional response is to embody the performer when it comes to, and let's do first house, so my identity, my soul. This could be someone that, um, with their moon being there especially, it's prominent. Um, they are very much, I would say, light up a room type. And it's an, they're able to emotionally connect with others on that level. This is someone that would probably draw people to them just by embodying Ooh. this presence. And you wear your emotions on your sleeve, too, in the first house. <laughs> this is somebody that their emotions are part of their identity. So this, and it doesn't necessarily make somebody over-emotional, so we're not going to say it like that. No. It just it means that their emotions are maybe going to be almost easier for other people to read because they're expressive about how they're feeling. Yes. And much. with Leo specifically, it would make somebody very, very expressive about how they're feeling. <laughs> and yes. in a very big way. And so, I mean, it I is. could almost see somebody like that being very much like... Um, An actor or a performer. Oh, like, yeah. The, the performer. It literally so, is the performer. Yeah. But this is somebody that fully embodies this in their yeah. physicality and the way that they look. And, and their the core that, self. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we can... So the second house, maybe we can pop in Aquarius. Okay. So if we have it like an inventor in the second house, this actually might be somebody that That'd literally be pretty is, awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're inventing stuff in a way that you know, gosh, you could actually make quite a bit of money I was inventing about stuff. To you say. literally could be embodying the inventor. Um, yeah, second house, the finances and values. So yeah, definitely, this is mm-hmm. the ability to make money, thinking outside the box, doing unorthodox things, and you could also be someone that like your value systems and what you value in your life and and maybe in relationships with others is a little bit unorthodox as well, a little bit more of a rebel, a little bit more inventive outside of the box. Oh yeah, thing. definitely. Okay, so we do third house. Let's pop in Libra. So okay. um, we would have the peacemaker when it comes to thinking and communicating. And this would be someone I feel like would be a very charming speaker. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. They would be able to really connect energies in a room. And, and almost, you know, with the peacemaking side of it, this would be someone that walks in and they're able to take two completely different parties or groups or sides and have them find a mutual understanding. You know, this would see be that person someone being that, like a politician yeah. or somebody that does TED Talks yes, or something yes, like that. Yeah. Definitely. They're able to understand all sides. And so because of that, they're able to really bring all sides kind of to that understanding, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so fourth house, we have home and family. Pop in like, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, Scorpio. Scorpio works. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would be the alchemist when it comes to home and family. So this would be someone that I feel like is big on transformation when it comes to their family and their home. They oh, yeah. Really, I would say almost like they, they, they get excitement on the transitions that happen in life and things like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe physically transforming their space into something that's a little bit um, out of the norm. Um, and their home and family as a kid, because you think about the fourth much. house, especially if you think about a mix of the moon and the fourth house together mm-hmm. will really create somebody that is deeply embodies and feels that their childhood shaped them. them. Yeah. And maybe maybe they wouldn't even really notice it. Maybe mm-hmm. they might not realize it because there could be well, all with, kinds of different yeah. aspects that are, that are changing With the things. moon there, it but would it be absolutely will. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely will 
create um, a person based upon how they were raised. And with Scorpio being there, I would think that they might have had a very intense parent. One of the parents might have been very, very intense, mm-hmm. very maybe a little bit very intense childhood too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. maybe um, had back and forth issues or had issues when it came to having to constantly transform or transition themselves in some way too to adjust to the parent, the, mm-hmm. the home. You but know? which makes it to where they might be emotionally changeable later on. That's so what to say. Yeah. So yeah. like, and it, it's as a very an adult, way they're able too. to kind of figure out and fit anywhere that they need yeah. to fit and be anybody that they need to be. Very much so. Which is kind of cool. So, fifth house, we have creativity and children. And why don't we say Virgo? Okay, so that would be the craftsman when it comes to creativity and children. That's really cool, actually, because this is someone, you know, because Virgo is also service sign. So, this could be someone that really enjoys working with children or working in positions that have to do with creation involving children. So, you know, someone that possibly with the analyzing thing this could be I could see this being someone that works maybe in human services or child services or something like that where they are servicing and helping and it's it's in a very um you know a creative or children focused aspect I would say absolutely so sixth house the health and service let's throw Pisces in there okay let's do it so we have the artist when it comes to health and service this is somebody that's literally probably an artist. Yes. In their career. <laughs> yes, very they much They probably so. live out that type of, mm-hmm. of, um, of way of being. They're probably yeah. very artistic in their daily life. They're probably very artistic with with their kids too. I mean, I could see yeah. that even though the fifth house kind of embodies kids, if you are if you naturally are um, a type of person that in, in the sixth house environment, you probably are bringing that to all, all of your all aspects. of your daily yeah, life. Yeah, that's your day-to-day habits as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you probably are very creative in – in, in detailed aspects. things, but in larger aspects of, of your life, too. Mm-hmm. You're very, very, very much, yeah, yeah, the artsy type. Yes. yes. So we have seventh house, partnerships and commitments. Let's go with Gemini there. Okay. So that would be the storyteller when it comes to partnerships and commitments. So this is someone that, in relationships, they might be the one to talk someone's ear off. And I can say that because I have a Venus and Mercury in Gemini. <laughs> So, you know, this could be someone that, that, yeah, again, really likes to communicate with their partner. You know, it's something that's very important to them. They, they, they really like that that connection, that mental connection. Oh, yeah, I would this say is, is like, important. again, the banter thing. Yes. This is probably somebody that likes to be a little bit combative, but in a fun way. Yeah, they, they might like pick to on be you a little very bit. playful about yeah. it, too. Yes. And Oh, yeah, like teasing and things, like childlike things like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. That's so definitely. we're going to probably somebody that's very, very fun. Yes. Kind of life of the party type person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then well, eighth house. Mm-hmm. And where are we going? Who are we going to put in there? Let's put cancer in there. All right. Oh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting, yeah. yeah. So we have the nurturer when it comes to uh, transformation, rebirth, and sex. So from that aspect, this could be someone that maybe had a lot of transformative aspects when it comes to, I don't know, maybe childhood when it comes to mom. You know, things like that. Oh, yeah. And also maybe when it came to, you know, their their thoughts, their feelings when it comes to being the nurturer. Um, this could also be someone that, when it comes to the sexual aspects, they could be very nurturing. They could be very attentive. Someone that, you know, does not leave anything unturned. They're very much attentive to the person that they're connecting with. Yeah, there might be a little lovey-dovey in the bedroom. Yeah, and this could be someone that maybe it would be important to have, you know, feelings and in-depth with that aspect versus just someone that likes to hop in to hop in. Um yeah, so ninth house, the your beliefs and expansions. We can put 
Let's put... You know, throw Capricorn in there? Yep. So what Let's we're used do to. the entrepreneur when it comes to belief and expansion. So this is definitely someone that is able to build something for themselves based off their belief system. And they, they, I mean, I would say they're expansive thoughts. You know, they probably have a wide knowledge of things and they have particular beliefs that they would be able to, again, really build something substantial off of it. And you're literally like philosophizing. Yeah belief systems and it's taking it in a capricorn physical way so it's like putting it to action to build it yeah by doing that which is amazing yeah and, and then 10th house so we have career and social standing and let's throw who do we have left here we have taurus right the builder yeah so we have the builder when it comes to oh wow this is somebody that could definitely have a career when it comes to like physically building you know maybe this is someone that they have a tendency of doing things with their hands. You know, oh, whether yeah, it's working yeah, in the yeah, dirt yeah. or whether it's, you know, physically woodworking or building things or, you know, this could be someone I could see that maybe likes refurb projects, things like that, where it's has the tourist aesthetic, the beauty, the building, but it's also something that they're able to work into a career. Or, yeah, because you know. it's being expressed. So it's, it's your social status. It's your reputation mm-hmm. also. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, somebody that, that has that type of thing, they might very much so be somebody that well they could build um you might have somebody that's kind of a ceo in that type of situation well, say, but they build a financial organization yeah too, because it's tourists and finances so you know tourists is physical but then they are also finances and values so this could be somebody could that definitely... would be a ceo but more of a way that they actually built it from the ground up that's they, what i was they about to say they put in the themselves. work the time yeah so we have 11th house friendship and goals we can throw which one the warrior What's with the okay. warrior Aries? So this is someone that I feel like like goals and friendships would be particularly important to them with their moon being there. Um, they could attract a lot of people in their life that really, I would say, almost benefit and help them moving towards their goals. Or they're able to help others, you know, find and be clear on their goals and their vision in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's an Aries way. Closest friends has. Um, her moon in Libra, or sorry, not Libra, in the 11th house. And mm-hmm. she has a tendency of when we go out places, she always meets people all the time. She networks in a way that, that isn't with intention. It's in a very social way. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's an Aries She's there. so outgoing and she meets yeah. this person. She meets that. So when we're talking about, you know, I'll be like, oh, I, I wish I could find somebody that did this type of work. She'll go, oh, I know that person. Yes. I, I know I know Very much person. a networking I'll, I'll connect energy. you to this person. I'll yeah. connect you to that person. And it's just because they're, she's so um, naturally outgoing, even oh, though she yes. actually is a little bit shy, but she doesn't mean to. She yeah. just is naturally the type of person that she'll walk up to somebody and be like, oh, hi, you know, I'm this person. I'm not, you know, this is this is about me. This is, mm-hmm. I want to know about you. And um, and with Aries specifically expressing yourself mm-hmm. there, you're going to find somebody that is definitely intense. Yes. My husband actually has that placement within Aquarius. And yes, even with the inventor, it's still the same aspect. Mm-hmm. So, so actually the you networking, can... the socializing, all of it, but with the Aquarian take on it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so 12th house, spirituality, and subconscious. Who do we have left? Who do we have left? We have been through, oh, Sagittarius, the yep. philosopher. That's perfect. Interesting. Yes. That's going to be such I a nice love that. Okay. So um, having the philosopher in the house of spirituality and subconscious, this is literally someone that is going to be very spiritually in tune, open-minded, very aware. Um, I would also say this is someone that maybe likes to travel when it comes to their spirituality and their expansiveness. They like to go out and, you know, learn new things, whether it's pertaining just to spirituality or to cultures or to, I mean, 
you know, this is someone that may pack up and decide, hey, I want to go to Italy in a week, you know, and then they go yeah. to experience the culture or, you know, and then they're like, I want to go to Bali. So then they do go to Bali and they, this isn't someone that necessarily just does it for the beaches. They, they do it to experience the culture and the way that the people live and things like that. And they have to really, they have to emotionally understand it. Yeah. In a very moon like way. So yeah. it is, it's like, they, they, that's what it is. It's, they have this innate knowing and wanting of these, um, foreign places and things like that and if it's not particularly you know someone that travels a lot this is someone that could I don't know be very connected when it comes to um people from all aspects of life because this is a very subconscious thing Mm -hmm. so you know maybe they draw in people from different aspects and they're able to understand all I could say this very open-minded um being because they're philosophizing spirituality and and it's kind of in a subconscious way they might be very connected to otherworldly things Mm mm-hmm and and kind of the other side yeah where they might have past life dreams they might be having Mm -hmm. kind of a a deeper connection because anybody that has obviously you know that planets in the 12th house you're you're very connected you're kind of you're you're one foot here and one foot there or you're never really fully here and you're never really fully on the other side but here especially since it's philosophizing they might actually be um or someone that could be like a philosopher or like a, a, I almost a, think of that a spiritual coach or like something like or that something. yeah yeah they like show their wisdom like they you know because mm-hmm. it's Sagittarian energy so they, they they really give others that wisdom and it's almost with that sense of humor that Sagittarius is known for too where they're you know they're very expansive and gentle with it but they're very um connected because people can relate to them yeah so this would be someone that when they explain spirituality and things it's so relatable and it's you know kind of opens other people's minds and stuff Absolutely. so yes all right, my friends. Well, that is going to be it for the podcast. Yep. Um, I hope you guys are having a fantastic Sunday, and we will see you all back again for Forecast Fridays. We will. Um, and make sure to check out the Instagram at New Age Know How. And, um, yep, well, we're going to have more stuff coming up. Every single time we we do a podcast, we're going to make an attempt to... Correlate a chart or something physically. Yeah. So you guys can see yeah, what we've been talking about. Yeah, because people are more visual. Verbal, and some people are more <laughs> visual in, yes. in their ability to uh, make sense of things. So, yeah, if you guys are kind of missing things and it's hard to go back and forth and you're like, oh, I missed this piece, I missed that piece, um, we'll, we'll have it physically yeah. for you. Be sure to check it out. That it. way you can, yeah, place it in for yourself. So, all so, right. Yeah, we'll see it. you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.